Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What's happening, everybody? InsideCarolina.com post-game podcast. Tar Heels winners 80-59 over Louisville. Joined by Dewey Burke, and we are brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt. All right, thanks for jumping in. Moments off of the wrap-up win for North Carolina at the KFC Yum Mexican Pizza Nacho Fries Popcorn Chicken Center in Louisville. Uh, Tar Heels with an 80-59 to win. Dewey, before we dive in, man, I'll give you some quick stats. Just looking at it, I see five guys for UNC in double figures, which is good to see considering how many guys played. Uh, yeah, They got minutes from 11 guys today. Um, Baycott and DeMarco Dunn with 14 points apiece. Uh, Baycott finished with 14 and 16 in just 25 minutes. I think, uh, I, I think anybody who would have thought he was going to play today, much less be that effective would have taken that in a, in a walk away. And, um, yeah, you know, UNC did not shoot the ball incredibly well. Um, they shot 47%, uh, and that's after starting off pretty poorly. Dewey, I want to come to you. What's your first takeaway from, from a game where, Quite simply, it wasn't as much as North Carolina had to win, as much as they couldn't afford to lose this. I think that's accurate. It was a choppy game. You know, unbelievable amount of fouls called, so not a ton of rhythm to it. Um, but I thought we got timely minutes and contribution from some different people. You know, uh, DeMarco Dome was great. Puff had a couple good spurts making shots, and, and we didn't shoot the ball overall as a team very well from the perimeter, but we made timely threes, which I thought as we were making our run there to start the second half, uh, you know, to, to move the game out where there was no doubt who was going to win, we made some timely buckets. Um, you know, Hubert tried some different things. We, we played some possessions of zone uh, on defense, which I, I can't recall us doing this year. Uh, and try some different lineups, went a little deeper into the bench to try to see if we couldn't uh, figure out some some different rotations. And, and guys like DeMarco stepped up. He played great. He obviously has earned his time. I loved his energy defensively, too, picking mm-hmm. up 94 feet and uh, and just being a nuisance. Uh, I thought that was really positive. And, uh, and then Armando, you know, ultimate competitor. Nobody on our team plays as hard as he does. And uh, proud of the effort he gave clearly not close to hundred percent lacked a lot of explosiveness pushing off of that leg, but mm-hmm. just grinds and finds a way. And, you know, without some pretty 
crappy foul calls, in my opinion. He probably plays 30 minutes and probably is, is approaching 20 and 20. So uh, you give the kid credit. Louis, look, Louisville's obviously struggling. They're rebuilding. Yeah, They've got some pieces, but no, there would be no excuse for that to have even been a game, which ultimately it wasn't. I did not see the first seven minutes as I texted you because they had the <laughs> other game on, which I guess I'm lucky. So I only saw the, the parts where we played a little bit better. Yeah, it started pretty gross. I think North Carolina was down by eight or nine early, um, but they, they did shake things off. It's This is one of those games, too, where you experience these a lot, where you're coming against a team on the road that you're largely better than. You know, uh, to to take Roy Williams' old, uh, old adage, you know, we are more gifted uh, than the other team. He used to say that a lot about his opponents. And I think North Carolina is more gifted than Louisville. I want to ask you, what does it mean – to walk away with a win against a team that, like you said, Louisville's just pretty bad. I don't know how else to say that. So how can North Carolina take positives away from a game that they should have won? They did win in convincing fashion. What positives do you take away from this? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the contributions of these different individuals. So, you know, for me, Puff hasn't had a very consistent season, hasn't, uh, hasn't scored the basketball. And to see him rip a couple threes was very encouraging. Um, DeMarco obviously stepped up uh, and did more defensively than I think we've seen. And so I'm going to answer it a couple ways. As a staff, I think you look at this tape and say, hey, we're, we're starting to understand a little more what maybe DeMarco can give us and, and hopefully Puff can give us more and more. At the same time, you have to be honest, right? Caleb really struggled. I know he had five steals and they kept talking about that. Um, but uh, as I said on my last podcast with Tommy, I, I'm in the camp that I believe Caleb is going to snap out of this, mm -hmm. uh, but he did not tonight, uh, struggling shooting the ball still. Uh, quieter game from RJ, but uh, he's he's been solid. He's not our concern. Um, and so as a staff, I think you had some guys step up and do some nice things. Dontrez had a, some good minutes in the first half as well. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he hasn't been playing very much. Um and then, uh, you know, there's going to be plenty of stuff to clean up. Uh, some of it, as I said, I thought just the refs were so whistle happy. There was not a lot of rhythm. But we yeah. still blow defensive assignments, um, simple fundamentals on that end of the floor. We misplay ball screens. We don't communicate. Uh, there are things that, that still need to be cleaned up on the defensive side for us to be an elite team. Uh, I was pleased to see us try zone just to get some reps and uh, – and we actually forced some turnovers and a couple outside shots there. So uh, they still got a long way to go. A lot to work on uh, in terms of finding the consistency of being an elite team, which we haven't been able to do yet. Well, and also I'm sitting here looking, you know, North Carolina turned the ball over on 20% of their possessions tonight. You can't do that against any competition, especially the way things are going to get tougher after this Boston College game coming up. I want to spend some time talking about DeMarco Dunn. I think I know that we talked about it a little bit on the coast to coast with Sherelle McMillan and Sean Moran, but I think most folks anticipated DeMarco Dunn getting spot minutes. And instead, what he's done as he's played for North Carolina, I don't think he's hurt them this season. And in fact, tonight you look, he goes five for seven from the field, two for three from deep, finishes with 14 points, five rebounds, two steals, and a block shot. I don't know if you're going to, in a guy that's had as limited action as he has, getting 26 minutes. I mean, is there any reason you can't be excited about that moving forward specifically just from him? Totally agree. And what I would, what I would point to is this is a, an individual who got hurt, who missed a month. And then yeah. as soon as he came back, Huber put him right back into the rotation. 
which tells you that he earned that. He earned those minutes over the summer and in early fall practice and the start of real practice. He, he clearly, uh, I, let me take a step back. If you had asked me, and I think most, who your rotation players would have been off the bench, if you assumed that Nance was going to start, you would say, okay, so Puff, Dontrez, mm-hmm. and then probably Seth Trimble, right? That's what you would have assumed. Absolutely. Uh, you may not have even mentioned DeMarco. Um, and he clearly, uh, in the mind of the staff, has earned the right to, to play more and before Dontrez. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also, early in the season, was coming off the bench before Seth. And so he obviously has had a great offseason leading into this season. And, and I, I make the point again, because if he, if he was somebody who wasn't really playing that much and then you get hurt, you can just get buried. You can yep. just kind of get lost. And as soon as he got healthy, he was right back in the rotation. Uh, so that speaks volumes to how the staff feels about him. And so if he can continue to get confidence and, and be a catch and shoot threat, because we are struggling so much to shoot the basketball as a team, if he can be a catch and shoot threat, um, he, sh- he looks like, and should be a better shooter than leaky. Um, I know leaky's percentage is very solid this year, but leaky is not a shooter. Um, you know, if he can get confidence that he can be a knockdown catch and shoot guy and the way he defends and pressures, you got to play the guy. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my uncle Minton. I watched the game with him today and, and he made the point, you know, early in the game that DeMarco Dunn is not hurting North Carolina. And then you take that a step further and, and he's contributing actively in a lot of great statistical columns. And just when you have a situation, like you said, with the garbage foul calls and, and RJ Davis has to sit with four for a majority of the second half, the fact that you can plug DeMarco Dunn in there, I can't be, can't, I just don't think that can be understated. Um, Dewey, I want to talk a little bit of, as well today about uh, something you had focused on earlier about North Carolina tightening their defense up. What I do see today is, you know, Louisville averages about 16 and a half turnovers a game. They turned it over 14 times. North Carolina was able to turn that in to 23 points. How important is it that if even if you you allow more baskets than you would like, how important is it to be able to take those turnovers from the other team and actually convert them into points? Uh, it's so crucial for a team that struggles to score at times. You know, I, I understand that we lead the league in, uh, in points per game, but we've all been witness to when we've played more elite opponents, those grinded out brutal half-court possessions where mm-hmm. – because we're not shooting the ball well, teams can focus on Armando and it's really hard for us to score. Uh, so anytime you can get out and transition, uh, we had a, a number of possessions today where we shot the gap and uh, an intercepted passes. Leaky had to Dontrez, I think had maybe had one, um, the bucket where, um, not Dontrez, sorry, DeMarco had one. Dontrez had the dunk mm-hmm. in the first half off of a steal. Um, a lot of easy buckets in transition that, we have not consistently been getting. And so uh, everybody knows how we used to play with Coach Williams, right? Fast, 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 and faster. And uh, <laughs> we would try to play that fast off of made baskets, let alone misses, let alone turnovers. And Hubert doesn't seem to emphasize pace quite as much, uh, but live ball turnovers should lead to good, easy baskets. And we, we got more of those tonight, which just takes the pressure off of having to execute perfectly in the in the half court which we struggled to do and again we didn't shoot the ball very well from the perimeter but it didn't hurt us as much because we got easy baskets in transition i want to let you riff a little bit because you saw the same game that i did how bad are charge calls getting in college basketball i I tell you what man it 
I, I just, I'm amazed at it. I, I routinely am, my mind is boggled that you can just buy these calls from the refs by just falling over. I, I don't, they got to fix it. They got, they got a problem. I, I don't understand it. I, you know, I, I went on, I went on Tyler's podcast, Hans Rose podcast, and we talked about this for like 15 minutes and he made, I think, a very accurate point, which was it is not a basketball play to either A, run underneath someone that is mm -hmm. taking flight, that is jumping to the basket mm -hmm. and trying to fall over. No, it's very uh, unsafe, but it's not a basketball play. And neither is when you're playing straight up post defense, anticipating just a simple dribble into you and just falling like you got shot by a sniper. Diving backwards. Uh, yeah. Diving backwards. Just and and listen, we do it too. We do it too. Jalen yep. did it. Puff does it. Uh, but you can't fault the kids because there's enough tape out there. These guys watch other games. They watch the other teams in the conference and in the country play. And it's gotten to the point, Joey, where it feels like it's eight to ten a game. Yeah. That you just you fall down. I mean, Caleb on the on the Euro step on the break, the kid just stands there. He knows no matter what. Caleb does Euro steps, tries to spin, goes around. I'm falling down. I'm going to take I'm some contact or I'm going to fake contact. Yeah, I'm just going to fall down. Right. And uh, it makes me the most crazy when the bigs do it because you're <laughs> talking about guys that are 220 to 265 pounds. Yeah. It takes a lot to knock guys like that over. And the referees should know that. They should say, this guy guarding Armando weighs 270 pounds. It's physics. And it's Come physics <laughs> and they just fall over it it's it's a problem it's a problem and it's so detrimental to the game and the sport it's unreal the the one i think that drove me to know that we were going to talk about this today was seth trimble goes baseline oh, uh, goes that's, up that's gets a I'm layup attacking the rim against a six seven guy and you bail out the six seven guy for stepping up and falling he i mean right. he he did nothing to take contact. He did not have the space. He anticipated right. that that Seth and was going to try to punch. Seth could have broken his wrist. Absolutely. Seth could have broken his wrist. He could have, you know, fractured his elbow on that because he runs up under a player that has left his feet. It's so unsafe. And and they buy the call. It it, it nothing makes my blood boil other than <laughs> us turning the ball over than that. It, what it's it just <laughs> it's bad. I knew I knew I was probably going to get some emotion out of you. I didn't mean to get your blood pressure way up, but it's I agree with you. It's something that has to be fixed. Uh, and it's not like you said, it's not just things going against North Carolina. It's just the call really takes the flow out of the game and you're penalizing guys who are making aggressive basketball plays. Uh, and yeah, it's, there was there were so many of them to go around in this game. It was it was quite stomach turning. Um, yeah. Last the thing circle is not is not. It's working. not even being officiated properly. Yeah, like, it's, it's not it's... working. So that's not the answer. They can't say, well, well we have this charge circle. It's like it, the number of charges that they call, they called on on Caleb today, on a ball handler just trying yeah. to dribble. And if they have contact, again, the, the defender just falls down. Nowhere near enough contact to make even a perimeter player, 180 to 200-pound perimeter player, to fall down. They just fall over and they buy the call. Yeah. And, like, the thing that's amazing – Another way to look at this is, is they call that on Caleb, right? And neither Caleb nor Hubert even say anything. They're not even surprised. They're like, yeah, this is our game now. Unfortunately, we can't even complain about that because this is every game. We it's every game every and, single night. And how do you coach against it, right? Like, I mean, it's it's one of those things, too, where, like, how does – what can Hubert tell Caleb Love in that situation? Because, essentially, did Caleb do anything wrong? I don't think so. I, I don't think Hubert thinks so. 
But what do you do? What do you coach? How's the what's the coaching situation in that moment? I think the coach's statement is keep your cool because they're going to make these terrible calls against us. It's part of our sport. Stay calm. Don't pick up a technical and get another personal foul. I don't know what else I would say to those guys uh, yeah. unless I was, you know, just blow my stack as the coach uh, about it. And maybe they think twice about calling the next one. But my God, I mean, the Virginia game was the same way. It's incredible. It's 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 absolutely gross. And I think it it takes away from again, this isn't just against North Carolina. It just takes away from from what has already been kind of a watered down product. Uh, it, you're you're taking things away from really good college basketball players. And that's that's unfortunate. All right, Dewey, I'll, I'll give you one more uh, open-ended question before we get out of here. Is there anything else you'd like to tack on uh, as the Tar Heels win today in Louisville, 80-59 to 59 over the, the hapless Cardinals? Anything else you want to say before we get out? Yeah, small sample size, but we've got something in Jalen Washington. Mm-hmm. There's, something, there's something really solid there if he can stay healthy. I mean, just the, the way he moves, the way he shoots free throws, um, little stuff that I noticed, like when – uh, even though he didn't shoot a cup, I think maybe shot one three tonight and mm-hmm. missed it. But uh, even the way he catches it at the top of the key or on the perimeter, looking to the basket to shoot, yep. his shot preparation is that of a shooting guard. I don't know if he was one of those kids. You might be able to tell me that he was, he grew late. Like, was he like a guard all the way up? And then like Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wondering that just because watching the way he moves and the way he shoots it and his shot preparation his footwork is that of a perimeter player? And I know they commented that Hubert felt he was the best shooting big in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he appears to be extremely skilled. And so if he can stay healthy and have a big time summer in the weight room with Jonas and playing against the, you know, the alums uh, yep. all summer long being healthy, man, you know, cause you ask yourself, what are we going to do when Armando leaves? I mean, what, yeah. you know, we're, we were so used to, for 20 years, having a, yep. an elite big, at least one, we might have one. He absolutely, like you said, he catches it loaded up, ready to shoot. Uh, to your point about his movement, it, there's just not a lot of wasted motion with him. And you don't see that a lot in a young puppy, right? Like very often when you see a big get into, into college, they've got that kind of Clydesdale on roller skates thing about them where they're just, you know, all over the place. You, you just don't see that with Washington. I think you're spot on, man. Um, and, and Carolina fans should absolutely be excited about him. Um, you know, you hate to see the fouls, but I also think part of that tonight was just the way the game was being officiated. And it's just being a freshman, right? I mean, I, it was both. It's part of the way they were calling it, you know, ticky-tack and tight, but you're just a freshman. You foul a lot when you're a freshman. You're out of position. You make defensive principal mistakes. Yeah. You know, you're not in help side correctly. You're not in deny. You don't hedge correctly. So you're behind the eight ball and you foul. It's just part of being a young kid and learning. That'll get cleaned up, uh, you would think. Uh, but, man, if he's healthy – there's a lot of skills there to really be happy about. But I'm with you. You get Jonas Ration chaining him to a squat rack this summer. Uh, could be could be a lot of 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 quick replacement for North Carolina's post losses uh, if Armando leaves after the season. All right, Dewey, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for making time right after this this for a post game podcast. Uh, again, I am not Tommy Ashley, but uh, Tommy's t- Tommy's busy today, so we're going to take something off his shoulders. But Dewey, I appreciate it, man. Uh, Tar Heels winners, eighty to fifty nine over Louisville. We appreciate you being here. Shout out to Johnny T-Shirt for sponsoring, to Johnny, to John Siegley for producing the show, and thanks to all of you guys for listening and downloading on InsideCarolina.com. We'll catch you next time on IC Late.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.